0: Let's not do too much today because I have to pee and I know if I laugh too hard, I'm going to pee myself. So let's not try to make me laugh too hard. And I already see from your face that you're about to start. You
1: saying that isn't going to stop me from saying what I was going to say. I wasn't even going to say anything funny. I was going to be serious. Like right, I was go actually going to bring up like a serious kind of topic.
0: You're holding a Rubik's Cube. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you know, a, real, uh, a realization I've been having over the last like week um not a realization i've known this but like you know it's just kind of resurfacing um knowledge is power and the people that get the most ahead in the world are the smartest people i'm not saying book smart i'm not saying you gotta know what the goddamn quadratic formula is but you gotta know guys our special
0: guest today is einstein
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i say that to say i bought a rubik's cube um if you guys didn't know when i was in eighth grade I was in the robotics team. Uh, I was an engineer. I was building a robot with my bare hands, my fourteen-year-old hands. At that same time, I was learning how to solve a Rubik's cube. I learned how to solve a Rubik's cube. My my high score, my high my my best timing was like twenty-eight seconds. I know none of y'all can beat that. It's okay. But I bought another one. I was at Walgreens because I wanted to buy um. I bought a wide ruled uh, composition notebook as well because I wanted to write my raps in there. I've been rapping a lot too. And um, I also am going to make a chess account. Um, I'm a demon at chess. You know, there's like a lot of like just small kind of things that like I've always kind of been good at that. Like I never really shared, but I think I'm going to practice them again.
0: You're just healing like, your inner child.
1: Not even that. Kind of, but I guess it's more like, you know, like I, it, oh, this is why I want to bring this up i've been mm. having this this uh, <laughs> separate revelation there's a, there's a point to this story <laughs> so there's many so many so many revelations <laughs> but no you know because like everybody tells you like oh like do what you're passionate about well right yeah but i think more importantly for a career you should do what you're good at mm. right anyways um moral of the story um
0: no, tell and me, what is the moral of no, the story? No, the,
1: the moral of the story is yeah. by Rubesky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you could have kept this all the way at the end for the advice.
1: Yeah, well, here we are. Thank you guys for joining me on my podcast, uh, Difficult Dish. Just your podcast. It's a podcast about South Asian narratives. And I'm joking. I am the co host. I'm probably your second favorite co-host hey, and, but on, my go but my that. name is Mashnoon and and my co-host name is
0: Muhua I'm here my name is Mohua. before we get started obviously I have to plug my shop my south asian right. shop labyrinth.com you got like, if like, a, you guys you got like don't a special know. sale or something I got a special sale for you guys for Black Friday where you can get 20% off your whole order. You know, I am a small business and I got my South Asian apparel. I got my feminism apparel and art. I got just anything that you can rep to just show people that you're South Asian. You know, I got my Bangladesh. I got my Nepal. I got Pakistan. I got India. India, And I'm hoping to expand, obviously. But I just want you guys to feel good. So obviously for Black Friday, put me on your secret Santa list. Put me on your list for, goddamn, right. I don't know what. But get your you gifts get, for you your friends, get your, your family.
1: Professor, a little gift. You need, you need that A. You got an eighty-eight <laughs> right now. You got to persuade him to get an A. Labyrinthav.com. Mm-hmm. You goddamn, your mom right. mad at you because you know you you. you I, Labyrinthav.com.
0: But honestly, no. Like honestly, a lot of mom and dads love my apparel because that's like the one piece of Bangladesh that they see right. in clothing. So a lot of people that buy from me, they tell me that their parents have given such good feedback. So yeah, maybe it is a good right. good right, gift right, for your mom a
1: Little two in one. Why not?
0: Yeah, that won't hurt. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, get get a little sale, get a little twenty percent sale on me <laughs> on labyrinth. dot com for Black Friday. <laughs> Do it or else. All right, now on with the episode.
1: How, how have you been? What have what have you been up to?
0: I've been up to um, just a lot of working, you know. Now that I'm home from La Peri and mm. from La London,
1: mm. I've
0: just been, you know, back on back on track with my goals and passions and trying to end the year strong. So a lot of working from my end, but you know, trying to still balance it with like friends and relaxing time. So we're we're in a healthy balance right now, you know, a lot better than before. Yeah, I you
1: have feel, a lot more. Feel- you feel better from compared to like before your Paris London trips,
0: I would say so. I think I have more direction. Mm. you know I think both of us have have gotten things that we gotten out of your our trips, and we are bringing those you know learned factors into our routines now, you know
1: yeah, yeah I so, learned I learned um how much I like food when i was on my trip yeah no you been, knew that before I've been, I've been practicing that a lot yeah <laughs> if you we understand know, we know. If you understand what i'm saying
0: we know exactly what <laughs> speaking
1: you're saying. about food um what are we talking about today
0: what aren't we talking about today okay so you know mashun and i both had this idea today about cooking And Mashun was the one that actually brought it up. I thought of it. I just didn't know if it was like a valid enough idea to actually expand on. But, you know, after we talked about about it a little bit more, we're like, you know what? This is actually a really good topic because, Mm -hmm. as you guys know, cooking and food is such a big part of South Asian culture. You know, it's kind of like a love language. So in this episode, we wanted to talk about, you know, what cooking means in our culture. Why is it such an integral part? In Mm -hmm. our society, integral, Integral, you know, nice. Nice. And then also on top of that, what pushes us away from cooking, especially in high school, college years? Yeah, you know, there are some stereotypes associated with cooking, especially for genders. And you know, there are so many different factors of like why we didn't want to cook as much, right? Right. And then third, on top of that, because you know we got to end it with a banger. Right. What. Our relationship to cooking is now, hmm. after you know, moving out and after you know, just getting older and how things have changed, and also some of the favorite recipes that we like making yeah. now. Spoiler, we that. do like cooking y'all ha- now.
1: Y'all gonna have to wait for that. That's yeah, a- y'all gonna have
0: to, you're gonna have to wait for that banger, right? Um, but yeah, we got a lot of uh, you know, gems to fit into this episode, you know, to, be-
1: to begin with. I, I want you to guess. What my favorite fast food restaurant is, and what you think I order from there, and I'll do the same for you. Go.
0: Well, first I have to think about what mine is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know what yours is.
0: Yours is Wendy's chicken nuggets. You know, I'll give that's you that's a good one. I'll give yeah, you that. I, I need. You that know one.
1: what? Wait, I, before no, we get you any further, can't take it back. You can't take um, back. What sauce? What what
0: sauce? Honey mustard. You literally told me the other day. <laughs>
1: you literally told me the other day this man was
0: in a food coma after eating 16 chicken nuggets (laughs) he was like what do you think my favorite honey mustard sauce is
1: (laughs) you're about to get me started (laughs) you're about to get me started listen (laughs) this woman right this woman (laughs) talking to her at night you know like 10pm right (laughs) she orders a whole pizza nice I'm happy for her right
0: yeah honestly okay. it wasn't filling enough what yeah I could what be toppings more. what
1: toppings you got you got mushrooms, like Mushrooms mushroom, mushroom
0: spinach. spinach yeah yeah i know yeah. you know nice white sauce what's my favorite fast food you didn't even tell I me i think
1: i think it's a fish filet from mcdonald's eh no really
0: yeah no. is it like
1: a bean burrito from taco bell
0: no i don't even know what my favorite fast food is
1: all right well
0: <laughs> but i haven't had a fish filet in a while
1: but you like them I like when like the bun is real nice and smooth. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. When yeah, when it's yeah. like, like, you know, just yeah. a nice round like like Patrick's house, just nice. Yeah. Anyways, um, what are we talking about today? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no cooking. Yeah, Wait, we're ten minutes into the episode? Where Where do you want like, to <laughs> Wait, where
1: you wanna start? Where do you want to start?
0: All right, so let's start with what food means in our culture. Hmm. What the hell is cooking in our culture and why?
1: cooking cooking means a lot cooking means a whole lot right um cooking goes very unappreciated in our homes Mm. by certain parties cooking Mm -hmm. takes a lot more work than you know one kids realize two a lot of time fathers realize Mm -hmm. three even when like the mothers are starting off cooking even they're like man this is so much my grandma and my mom's side um she like when she was mad young, she had to cook for parties of 10, 12. Oh yeah, 10 plus
0: people it was normal.
1: Like but like, when she's like 17, 18, 19 yep. years old and mad early. And we mm-hmm. think about that now and I'm like goddamn, I can't make food <laughs> for myself. <laughs> and and right. obviously like we we don't care to think about these things any deeper than just like, oh, like whatever. You know, when we're mm-hmm. younger, but like you get older and like you move out or you start like living on your own or you move out to college and you're like damn like i'm struggling to make to freaking microwave my my noodles like but you know <laughs> right. my moms would make this this and that so quickly you know you you get older and you realize like man this stuff takes so much more work and you know obviously we could bring this up with anything we could bring it up with like you know like gardening work like watering the plants mm-hmm. outside or like 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 raking the leaves and in, in the, yeah. the yard or like whatever it's like these like home duties that mm-hmm. people specific people just don't care to
0: realize that like it's actual work. Yeah, that's why a lot of men especially they're kind of just like, "Oh yeah, there she's just like a housewife. Like what do you do all day? I come home and I bring all the money. Like all you did was cook." Yeah. But that's like a lot. Taking care of the family, gardening, cooking, thinking of a recipe every other day, every single day is hard to do. Yeah. And yeah, I wish it it was given more credit. But again, it's like something that you realize as you get older, you know.
1: And especially for like for for our m- mothers this south asian stuff is like not easy work <laughs> like mm-hmm. these white moms got to worry about making pancakes and omelets like our moms got to make goddamn god knows what
0: yeah like
1: gotta use 40 different ingredients to make one thing but we're just like oh yeah this is gourmand. like no like this stuff is hard bro you
0: know what's so funny i literally make when i make myself food obviously like it's just for me i only make like a certain amount maybe like two days of worth right and usually I'm, like, scraping away at the bottom of the pan trying to get the last piece of rice. Whereas, like, my mom made food the other day and she had enough to, like, feed the whole family of in my house. And then she gave it to, like, my aunt's house because they were sick. And then she gave yeah. me extra to bring home with me. And it's, like, bro, you just yeah. got, like, skills like that where you can make extra food on the reg, you know? It's just, like like, there's love put into it, you know? It's, like they're thinking beyond just themselves and they're thinking about their family. But beyond that, they're thinking about like the whole community. Like whenever I think about food, I think of like eat, and I think about celebrations and I think about how even if the mom is like depressed or she's going through something, her main priority is still like cooking and like making sure that the family is taken care of.
1: And it's like, I I grew up seeing my mom like not eat until like everybody else has eaten and then like once mm-hmm. everybody else eats and then she'll go eat and it's like again like when we're kids or even s- some of us when we're adults we see that and we're like oh yeah that's her job but like no like that's i don't know man like i get i get real passionate thinking about this cuz it's one of those big realizations i've had ever since i moved out it's like damn bro and especially my sister like my sister has started to to cook a lot more o- over the last couple of years but i think like a lot more Definitely over maybe like the last like three six months or whatever, and it's just like seeing all this and like me just like how much I love food. It's it's like any chance I get, I tell my mom thank you, you know. And like we Mm -hmm. also grow up with our moms just like not getting thank you a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. because like you said, it's it's expected. But but just because something is expected, even if it is risen, doesn't mean that you you shouldn't be thankful or you shouldn't be grateful and you shouldn't do your part whenever applicable you know just mm-hmm. a lot of it goes unappreciated
0: and you know what else is a superpower mm. when it's ramadan time and your mom is cooking but she's also fasting and she's not able to taste anything and she somehow mm. like is around all of this food and on her feet and she like isn't able to taste any of it it's freaking crazy it's just literally a superpower but yeah i know food is associated with like so much love and celebration like even if you're upset with their parents, the way that they want to apologize is by giving you, like, fruits or food. And, like, if you do well on a test or, you know, celebrating by making you birani or, like, something like that. And I feel like, I don't know, food is just, like, very surrounded with, like, love and hospitality in our culture. And I think that's, like, passed down onto us, you know? Like, we show our love to our friends with food and, like, hosting parties at our house and just, like, providing for them, which I like, you know, about our culture.
1: Did your... Did your mom ever get upset when like you like bought food from outside or you know she asked what you ate and she and you're like oh I went I ate out with my friends and like did she ever get yeah. upset at that
0: Yeah. it will be like a whole different cuisine like I might be, be like oh yeah like I just had like Dominican food like rice and beans and she'll be like but we have rice and beans. At yeah. Home. <laughs> but it's like Bangalore rice and no beans. Yeah. Like it's like chotpoti. <laughs> yeah. It's like chickpeas. <laughs> And but um yeah it's just, it's just like it's also like a wasteful thing like if you eat outside it's like why did you do that because we have food at home that i you know that she spent so much time on
1: and one thing that like i i also like my mom used to ask me a lot and i didn't really un- like not that i didn't understand but i just didn't take it serious it's like she would ask me a lot like oh like does it taste good you know when mm. we're kids we're like like yeah obviously it tastes good like it's it's food but it's like you get older and you realize like man like like she is making this for me you know like Mm -hmm. she's literally making this for me you know like my mom like my mom has not lived a thousand years you know it's not like she's been doing this i don't know just like simple shit like that like when she asked me if it tastes good like i go out of my way to tell my mom like yeah like yes like like very much yes like Mm -hmm. I, i don't make this just like a oh yeah you know i feel like a lot of kids oh yeah
0: I mean, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of our mom's self-worth is connected to the food and their cooking. Like, I know when my mom got married, like, she kind of had to, you know, learn how to cook by herself. Like, my nanu taught her whatever, but she had to kind of learn on her own to provide for, like, my dad and the family after she got married. And it's kind of like, that's your first chance to, like, prove yourself. And I think that sticks with you for forever. And so I think that's why they're always trying to get that sort of you know validation with how their food tastes but like you know i would do the same thing too if i'm hosting and i'm like feeding someone you know it's wild something that i noticed the other day like banglai people south asian people in general they buy a lot of food in bulk especially like chicken and beef and like meat the other day my dad bought 18 pounds of meat what and it was over like a hundred like it was close to two hundred dollars and i was like was first of all that's not sale? normal second of all meat is expensive like oh, you know yeah. Yeah. like oh, we- you know people bangla people just have extra freezers in their house mm, yeah i got one you seen it <laughs> i've seen it it's
1: huge <laughs> And it's, that's one thing we didn't even talk about. It's like,
0: yeah, bro,
1: groceries cost so much. Right. My God. A freaking you pineapple know, costs
0: $25. Yeah, they want the most organic stuff, even if they're not, like, making that much money. And it's also, like, my calamity, my aunt, they wanted to get live chickens. Too. I was like, <laughs> please, like, relax. <laughs> he saved, he saved so Guys money, are so
1: bungly. And it's like, you know, it's just like an extra amount of love into it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? yeah i think um when i moved out and i had my own crib and i had my first uh like i hosted my first event not mm-hmm. an event i just hosted like a dinner for like five of my friends i made like a, I made like like a arab chicken and rice with like the white sauce oh that was good that was good stuff and i remember when i was making it before i made it i was like man this is gonna be so much work like do i really want to do this can i not like i'll literally just buy like 50 dollars worth of food for everybody." but i went to the grocery store i bought everything i spent like the grocery bill was like a hundred dollars i made everything from scratch and when i made it and when i gave it to them and i saw them eating it i've never like in my life like felt that good like it was so <laughs> it was so weird bro and if if you've never hosted a dinner like you probably don't know the feeling honest man like i got so happy yeah. I have never been that happy. And in that moment, I honestly could have shed a tear because I was thinking about my mom so much. I was like, man, like, like doing this really helps me understand, like, what goes on in her head when she makes food. You know, so I know it's early in the episode, but a big piece of advice.
0: But we can't we can't get to that part yet because right, a lot right, of people sorry. don't have that. <laughs> right, to host right. dinner. A lot of people just have horrible experiences with cooking. Right, so right. let's talk about that first. So what was your relationship with cooking and what was your introduction to it, I guess? Because a lot of people have like a negative introduction because there are there is some sort of like micromanaging in the kitchen, you know? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a big one. It was real negative for me. I remember Mm. when I was when I was when I was a little boy and I would, you know, Saturday morning when I started making some some porota, some, you know, some (laughs) rutis, some eggs. (laughs) Why are you a
0: little boy making (laughs) and (laughs) rutis?
1: My mom would goddamn run into the kitchen. And, and tell me that, like, I'm flipping my porta wrong. I was like, Mom, there's one way to flip porta. She's like, No
0: right. You gotta flip it. You this know, way. once when I was younger, I put porta right on the stove without a pin. <laughs>
1: <right>, that's different. <laughs> I'm glad this. I'm, I'm, whatever she did, I'm glad she did it. I was younger. <laughs> how, how young? Freaking 18? <laughs> that's no, different. No, but you
0: know what I think it is? I think since. Our parents don't like us being wasteful, and in our culture, it's just bad to be wasteful. I mean, any culture in general, you aren't able to have that chance to experiment because there's a chance that you're going to be wasteful with food.
1: Mm. You know, no wasting one grain of rice is one bad dream you're gonna have.
0: No, literally, my mom says if you waste one dana of rice, like that rice can feed a whole family of birds. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's that's just different. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but yeah when i first got into it it was it was tough getting in the kitchen because i wanted to i think you know there were kind of like periods too i think when i was in high school that was like i tried and then my mom just like didn't let me do it and then i think i tried again um but like a much harder push it's actually when we first started talking it was during quarantine when like i i was like actually starting to like enjoy like i learned how to like marinate chicken like I've yeah. never, I've never married a chicken before. And like I was learning, you're I was making, like, I was like, whoa, you're you making a your quesadillas. I was like, all these spices, you can put all these <laughs> spices and right. put it in the fridge and and, and I was having right. so much fun with it. I remember in the beginning, bro, like my mom would stare me down literally every mm. five minutes. Do you need help? Do you need this? Do you need the oil is over here? Always run from me. My mom would be like, Oh, it was right there. You're holding I, it, like you're I, holding I'm, it at this point. I'm putting it in the pan. Don't forget the oil. It's like <laughs> and and it was it was a lot of that. And in the beginning, um, it would piss me off. And there were times when like there was this one specific time. I think she like yanked something out of my hand and I just like left the house. <laughs> I was like, I was like, bro, like it's this is od like like you do not have to like just let me do let me do it you know and i think like i might like talk to my sister about or something and what what helped me kind of have a little bit of empathy with my mom is kind of what you were saying earlier it's like this is this is what they do you know so you doing it instead of them it kind of makes them feel like their job isn't as important or like Mm. they don't have as much work as they might have had when you were a kid and even if that's true or not you know like at the end of the day a mother is always gonna want to feel like a mother sometimes the delivery might suck sometimes they might yeah. yank stuff out of your hands but um you know i i learned to empathize with my mother some more and i took it a lot more slow and i tried not to get as upset as i might have in the past um but but yeah that's kind of what it was like you know growing up and i'm sure you experienced the same type of thing Um, how was
0: it as a male cooking in the kitchen
1: um you know i grew up with my dad not ever cooking it was always my mom my mom never honestly never really pushed me into the kitchen um she never told me that like i had to or anything yeah it wasn't like a oh you don't have to do this your wife's gonna do it like she wasn't like that but she just like never put that pressure on me um maybe because like as i was growing up like despite whatever influence i've had in my life i feel like because i've grown up with such a like a loving mother and grandmother and sister i've just always had a lot of empathy towards like what are the traditional stereotypical things that women should do and i've never had a problem with cleaning i've like like i was always cleaner than my sister like i was always like more interested into like the kitchen i was always trying to help out outside with like home stuff like i personally never gave a shit i know that that's not the reality for a lot of guys that grow up with sisters or grow up with mothers that live in the kitchen a lot of guys do not give a shit and just you know have no problem eating out every single day and not putting any effort in the kitchen and i don't like those types of guys i think that you should absolutely do your part even if for whatever reason like in your when you when you get older and say you're like the working husband and your wife is the stay-at-home wife that does not mean that you don't cook and clean mm-hmm. it might mean that maybe she does it more because she's at the home more but that doesn't mean that you never clean or co- like i, I you hate- never
0: pick up a brush
1: it's like, I, I hate guys that think about that, that say like, oh, it's it's their duty. Like, no, like, thankfully I've never been like that. I've always just kind of like enjoyed the kitchen. Like, I've just always loved food.
0: Yeah, Mashoon and I have this joke that Mashoon's going to do all the cooking while I do all of the actual work. Yeah,
1: and like, even <laughs> if that wasn't a joke, like, I like I don't, I really don't mind because like that stuff is, is, is fun for me, you know? I think that's but.
0: you being comfortable with your masculinity. I think a lot of males are afraid to, Admit that and afraid to like actually accept that as a reality, but I think that says a lot about your character, you know, yeah. but I think it was a good point, like what you said, you know, mm-hmm. since cooking and food is a big identity of our moms, it's kind of like like obviously it's good for the kids to become independent, but it also feels kind of scary and daunting for the mom when it feels like your kid is like growing up without you and like you don't need use for them like use for the mom anymore. So I think same thing for me, like I wanted to cook in the kitchen and I obviously to learn you have to experiment, you have to make mistakes, but it felt like I had no room to make mistakes in the kitchen because my mom was like always kind of running in like any, any wrong smell she would be running in me, like making the wrong clatter on the pan, she would come running in and it like felt like I wasn't able to actually learn on my own because there was someone like always watching over me. and it was very frustrating where it kind of just like turned me off from cooking um and like i just didn't even want to be there anymore the only time where i would feel comfortable to like be in the kitchen was when like my mom would go to work or like i knew she was going somewhere for two hours so i would like run to the kitchen because i thought that was my only chance which is really frustrating you know it's like i felt most at peace when like no one was home and like i knew that i'd have the chance to like experiment and like no one could yell at me like i remember once everyone was was asleep and i was trying to make like i don't even know what it was it was like korean waffles or something korean pancakes like the fluffy ones i made it it was horrible <laughs> i thought like no one would notice because it was in the middle of the night my mom obviously noticed the next day i mean she laughed about it with me but it's also yeah. like you know i don't have to, i shouldn't have to wait for people to go to sleep or leave the house for me to like cook yeah. you know so I mean, it took me a really long time to actually like learn how to make basic things like I don't want like an omelet like even that yeah that's like something that I'm still learning how to make you know perfectly but um you know making like pasta like Western foods you know I didn't really go into the brown foods really but I started the basics um, but again it's it's hard to be micromanaged in the kitchen and I think on top of that me being a woman or me being a girl there was this added pressure that you have to learn how to cook to like provide for your husband. Luckily, I didn't get too much of that pressure growing up because my parents are more um, heavy on education and, you know, like equal rights and all of that. But there was still like some conversation and some pressure like, oh my God, you know, it's kind of like a cycle. Like, oh my God, you're not learning how to cook. How are you going to cook for your husband one day? But it's also like, I'm not able to cook because of you and it's just like a back and forth type of cycle, you know. So it was really hard for me to like actually, you know, get into that place and um have a good relationship with cooking. And also on top of that, my brother started making food um earlier just because he didn't want to eat the food at home that my mom was making and he obviously wanted to get more gains from the gym, so he started making like steak and whatnot. So like I was getting compared to him and it's like it was just, like, a whole bunch of things, and it just, like, turned me off. And then now that I've moved out, I've gotten so much better with it, you know?
1: Yeah, what's it like now?
0: Um, I mean, now I actually have the space to, obviously, like, experiment. I can, you know, make foods on my own in peace. I also have the willingness to learn how to make brown foods. Like, the other day I was kind of just, like, watching over my mom's shoulder at home, and I was writing down all of the things she put in to make the chicken. Mm. and like i didn't even tell her i was kind of just like watching her because i don't know it's just it's nice to observe and like learn your own way instead of like just them saying yeah like a a spoon of this much of cardamom and like they don't Mm. even know what they're saying you know (laughs) they're just like yeah just like do as much as you think like what does that mean what does that mean right just just like what does that mean yeah like how am i supposed to know especially when you're beginning to learn like what do you mean by like you'll just know like what does that mean so I just noticed that like I have to observe myself and kind of write down the things that I'm noticing on my own instead of like hearing this woman saying like just put a pinch of this and a little bit yeah. of salt when really a little bit is three spoons and it's like
1: I, I think the first step is is just like being willing to like stand in the kitchen and just like watch your mom yeah I think a lot of us like maybe things like change when you get older but like I just like completely like despised the idea of just even going into the kitchen because I was I just like didn't care but I think um you know you're not gonna learn how to make all these traditional things like yeah you learn how to make it online but at the end of the day like the best way is just learning from like your parents and just like mm-hmm. standing in the kitchen with you and like literally nowadays like i'll literally wake up and i'll see my mom in the kitchen i'll literally stand like right next to her and just watch her, <laughs> for, <laughs> just like, minutes, her. for like 10 minutes and it's gotten so normal that like she doesn't even she's not even face anymore she's like oh right he's here <laughs> right <laughs> not him again um but yeah i remember when i when i moved out um i remember the the first thing i made I like I bought a steak from Publix and I made it and it was terrible because like mm. I didn't know that like the different types of steak and like some steaks are you know I just saw the cheapest one it was like a four dollar steak and I was like oh four dollar steak but <laughs> <laughs> let me get it and it, it was right. like a it was like an eye round cut which is literally like the worst cut of meat that like you don't like you have to like make it into like ground beef or something like it's not meant to be eaten as a steak and like all this stuff like I didn't think it it through, I had a $4 steak <laughs> I bought it. And right. um, so I had, that it was my first meal and it was absolutely disgusting. I'm pretty sure I got sick from it, but it was like, from then I like that pushed me to like, okay, like let me go learn about like different cuts of steak, you know? And then like that kind of like, just elevated into like me just like really enjoying cooking like i remember mm-hmm. like if, if you remember when i moved out like i i used to love cooking so much like every morning i'd make like little breakfast sandwiches or little like, i remember little granola little like, granola tuna bowls. bagels right little tuna bagels and for lunch i make little chicken turkey sandwiches little whatever whatever and right i had a lot of fun with it like i'd make gichari i'd make a lot of rice i'd make like you know and i, I would always ask my mom like oh like what do you do this what do you do for this or that and i feel like like as we get older cooking is like Uh, a topic that really helps grow the bond between like a a child and their mother um Mm -hmm. you know it's just like if you have difficulty talking about anything with your parents um that that's a really good topic to to get into that i think could you know ease into becoming closer in in just like whatever topic
0: you know what i'm thinking about like if you don't have the chance to move out and you still want to get into cooking but you have like you know all these issues with the micromanaging and it's kind of turning you off from the kitchen i feel like something important to do besides obviously being patient and like standing your ground in the kitchen even when you want to leave and someone's kicking you out basically is maybe just like going to the grocery store by yourself or going with your mom so like at least your or at least your mom is seeing that you're like participating in like the cooking process or the shopping process and you're becoming more familiarized with the ingredients and she's like beginning to trust you more I feel like a lot of people just kind of like go into the kitchen and your mom is like you know why the why the hell is she or he in the kitchen and like she doesn't like you know they don't trust you because they you haven't really done anything beforehand to like prove that to them so maybe a nice process a nice way to like start that process of trust is just like going with them to the store and like yeah. going by yourself and knowing what you like, you know.
1: That's a big one. That yeah. that's a that's a really important one. Good job.
0: Mm-hmm. That's nice. a good one, right?
1: Yeah, just like asking yeah. them, like, and and they'll probably say no. They'll be like, oh no, you mm-hmm. don't have to. Just be like, no, yeah. l- let me go with you. Like, yeah, just let me go, let me sit next to you. Like, it's yeah, it, yeah. Just go, or even if like you go outside for a little bit, like, ask your mom, like, hey, I'm gonna be outside. Do you need? Like some onions or you need some mm-hmm. bell peppers or some yeah, goddamn chili peppers, whatever. Goddamn.
0: But you know <laughs> what? Something else. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, no, that was pretty much it.
0: But you know what? On so- something else on top of that is like... If you do start cooking and you're experimenting and you only start cooking when your parents aren't home, maybe like let them taste it like when they come mm. home. So they start also getting familiarized with your recipes and see that you're actually not burning the house down and your food is actually good. And they, again, start trusting you, you know, make so, some for them
1: when, when they come yeah. home, have a little plate ready for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's big one.
0: I think, yeah, when we're beginning to cook, we kind of just like make the food for ourselves just because, you know, we're learning and we we're hungry so we make the food for ourselves but a big part of our culture and a big part of like what we should be is just like sharing with other people and not being selfish with the food like for example when I order food to my house Mashun usually orders it for me but he usually gets it for like my brother or like my mom like he asks you know and I think it's important to like share the food with your mom or your dad or whoever's in the house to like show them that first of all you care about them and second of all that you're capable of making the food yourself and it's not horrible you know
1: i think um i think something big that i do that is it's big but like it's small is like just just cooking for your parents sometimes Mm, like mm -hmm. like when they come like them coming home and even if there is already food at home like make something for them like yeah especially my mom like i know how happy that makes my mom sometimes like and it's like incomparable to anything else that i can do like just Mm -hmm. cooking because like that's what they do you know so having that then done for them like that goes like a long way so if like you're listening and you don't do that that's honestly like one of the biggest suggestions i have i think it goes such a long way that people don't even realize because they just don't even get started
0: what's your what's your relationship with cooking now
1: um i haven't been doing it as much since i moved back home um, I think my mom has missed cooking for me for the year that I was gone and she is just not, not that she's not letting me cook, but I think she is just very excited to cook for me again, that I'm just kind of like letting her do her thing. I still like make breakfast. So I'll still like buy food and bring her some and like, i like, blah, blah, blah. But I, I'll always love cooking. I I really want to start learning about, you know, the dolls and the monk shows and all that type of stuff um but i i love cooking i i really do like i don't know why yeah. I, lo- I love cook. i i think the only thing i don't like about cooking i think i didn't like it as much before because it took a lot of time i hated mm-hmm. how much time went into cooking yeah um but now that i have more time um i i am going to get back into cooking like avidly like at least once a day or something Mm -hmm. um i love it i think it's so much fun i think it's it's an art form it's memorizing all these different things and how they go well together like it's so like interesting how like these eight spices put together makes this like very distinct flavor that the whole country follows you know it's like it's um it's very fascinating to me i love watching cooking shows and and cooking TikToks that's my favorite thing in the entire world. And and I love it, man. I really do. But
0: it also like passes down the family line because like obviously a lot of cultures share the same recipes and the same dishes, but your family and each family has their own twist on it and mm-hmm. taste to it. Yeah. So I think, you know, learning like the secret ingredients and learning like the, the specific taste, it really like makes a difference.
1: My mom makes this this chicken roast for, for Eid. And she got a little secret ingredient. I'm not telling what it is, but it's secret. It's real secret. I'm never. Well, now you. I'm intrigued. I'm and intrigued. I'm now. never telling you. And she, you can ask her. She's not gonna tell you. But I know. And you know I'm, what? Gonna, I'm gonna learn how to make it, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Well, she, I'm not telling you.
0: So when it's, I'm looking over your shoulder and I'm watching you, what are you you're gonna? You're
1: still do? not gonna. I'm gonna. Hey, can you go get? And then I'm gonna <laughs> add it. <laughs> what What about you? Uh, how, how's How's your relationship with with cooking now?
0: Um, I really like cooking now. Obviously, I'm more in tune with, like, the Western foods, but my friend does this thing where he makes, you know, one cultural dish a week, and I think that's, like, a nice start to it, you know? You start experimenting by yourself, where only you can taste it, and then slowly you get better and better. You start, you know, being more perfect with your measurements, and honestly, at the end of the day, like, everyone can have the materials, everyone can have the ingredients. It's more about, like, the measurements and, like, you know, just... Over time, it like gets perfect and perfect. So I have to just start doing that, you know.
1: Wait, what's what's your favorite? What's your what's your what's your favorite thing to make?
0: Like Western food?
1: I don't know, whatever.
0: I really like making sushi.
1: Mm. Sushi it's is been a, a good while. one. It's been a while. It's been
0: a while, yeah. You know, I haven't really gotten back on track right after paris in london but i have to I start making when we, that sushi when
1: we, when we made them I, I added so much rice i would get so full yeah after it, was like so it was so fat it was
0: so fat i four. also really like making my like chipotle rice bowls yeah those are good those are my notorious those bowls are good. you I, know i'm proud
1: of myself they're good yeah good stuff. yeah
0: good stuff yeah what do you remember like making? oh I didn't, I
1: didn't even talk about this um what remember how like like, the couple times I've cooked for you whenever I came to see you.
0: Yeah, once Mashun came to see me, <laughs> and, like, he almost got caught by TSA on the plane, but he literally <laughs> brought, like, a a glass tray full of, yeah. like, this this dish yeah, was, he made up. It's called, I, like, rolled I up pasta.
1: Made, I made it up from, sc- like, scratch. I, I did it was not like look any brought, like, cyber recipe. You brought recipe. lobster
0: pasta once. You yeah, brought, yeah, like, rolled up one. pasta.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I blessed this girl. I really did. I flew across yeah. the freaking country with a glass. They wanted to take away. It. I was like, no. Just, yeah, I remember once
0: this. me and my brother came to Florida, and you made us like the brioche yeah, bun, the Beyond
1: Meat burgers. I almost burned the house Beyond- down making those. I, I put them in the toaster oven, and some oil was dripping down from them, and it got it. It caught on like the iron bar that heats up, and there was a little flame. I got so scared, I went <laughs> <laughs> and I went away. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, what have you cooked for me, huh? What have you brought to Florida? You brought a chopped cheese. I'm kidding. <laughs> the chopped cheese that I got <laughs> from the bodega, and you made me that rice bowl. <laughs> you know, it was yummy. Yeah, that rice bowl was good, right? Also, the shawarma. Remember the
0: shawarma bowl? Or was, was it nice? the same one?
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> Is it? I only yeah.
0: made you one rice bowl. Yeah. Why'd you say it like that? No, no, no I made not you about something shawarma, didn't I? No, that's what you made. Oh. Yeah. Alright, so as you guys know, we have our advice session or our response session at the end of the episode where you guys send in responses on our Instagram. It's at difficultish if Difficult you guys don't know. Instagram.com dot com difficultish. We also have a TikTok where we pop off every like other day uh-huh. and it's called at difficultish podcast. You guys will not regret it if you follow us. Nope. So Mishun will pull up some of the responses that we got on our TikTok. I mean, sorry, on our Instagram. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, yeah, we got some responses and the responses of the responses are going to start right now. Alright. The uh, first go. one we got didn't appreciate the flavors enough before I moved out and now mm. slowly teaching myself the art. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something that I kind of brought up earlier. Um, you know, like I remember when I came back from Colombia, um, a lot of my coworkers were asking me, like, Oh, how's the food? How's the food? And I was like I was like, you know, the food is really good. The food is amazing. Right. But I think me be me going to Colombia and having like authentic Colombian food and realizing how like simplistic a lot of the dishes are, not saying that like they're easy to make, but just like, you know, it's just like rice a choice of meat and, like, some vegetable or side and, or, like, arepa mm-hmm. or something, you know? Not saying it's simple to, to make, but simple kind of dishes. I realized, I was like, man, like, I was really so spoiled growing up as a South Asian because our palates just become so enhanced because every dish our parents make has 62 different things in it whereas compared to like white people or european european people were like a lot of the dishes are just take less stuff there's less flavors to to like to think about like whenever we we have any sort of brown dish like obviously we don't think about it because we grew up with it but like you know when we went to like the indian restaurant we were like man like our parents food tastes so much better and like it's not because, like, the restaurant isn't good. It's just because, like, we, like, at moments like that, I really realize how how enhanced and elevated a lot of our palates are be- from tasting all these different foods. And, like, you get older and you make food yourself and you realize that, like, why doesn't it taste the same as as our mom's? Because, mm-hmm. like, man, their stuff is is so intense. Not intense, like, like, intense as in there's just so much to it.
0: You know what I was thinking about the other day? You know how like when we're young, we're like, and we have a fight with our parents. We're like, "I'm gonna move out when I'm 18. I'm never coming back, and I'm, right. I'm gonna, you know, live on my own, yeah. whatever." Yeah, right? I
1: have some of those. i have some of those.
0: And it's like, you move out.
1: Yeah, when then you you're starve. an adult, then you start. and you're starving, <laughs> 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 and it's also
0: like you're craving the brown food. You know, like right, yeah, my mom gives me food every single week from home, so I can like at least have two three meals at my apartment, and it's like. I cherish that. Like I'm eating each last grain, right.
1: you know. Like I had Crying. some
0: today. I had some yesterday. Did not have to cook anything, and it's like, damn. Mm. I really, you know, miss that.
1: Do you? Um, I remember when my mom would give me like, like rice and chicken and stuff. It just like I just I didn't like eating it at my. It didn't apartment. hit the like, same. Like like I'm not same. I'm not even saying that to say that. Like I literally did not. Let my mom make me extra food. Like I, I came home to eat it. Like I didn't yeah. It did not taste the same. You know? It's because
0: they like they like heat it up on the in the pot. Yeah, I don't on the that. stove. You know. Yeah, I use my little. I kind of just throw pot. it in the microwave. Hope for the best. Right, pull seconds, it out. I don't even put seconds. it on like a plate. Like today, I, I like just <laughs> put it in like the bowl that my mom gave it to me in. <laughs> right, and <laughs> then you you wonder why it
1: tastes terrible. Get, there's <laughs> melted rubber in it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right, next one we got. My mom and I fight when it comes to how to make things, but I realized cooking is her love language, so when I challenge her, it affects her self-worth, which I don't mean to do. Our cooking methods are just different.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think I think this was also a big problem that I used to have because it's like, you know, you're allowed to like have your own. Like, I remember, oh my God, I used to hold the stirring- um, spoon a certain yeah. way right when i was stirring simply just like stirring right. my mom simply. would get so mad at me because i didn't hold it the way that she held it right. and like small things like that that's what's micromanaging right that's what it that's what it's called that's the right. core definition and it's like i'm just holding the spoon you know like yeah it's connected to their self-worth but like small things like that that have no impact on how the food is made should not be like brought up, you know, because the main focus is like how good the food tastes, like how to actually make it. It shouldn't be like how to hold the spoon, how to like which way to like put the pan like handle, you know, like obviously some things are saying out of like experience and they don't want to like they don't want you to drop the pan because like the handles like sticking out, whatever. But it's like other things. Now you're just like bragging, you know,
1: I mean, but honestly, I get it like the whole process of cooking especially in our culture it's more about making good food it's all about just like like the process and and spending time in the kitchen and making sure that you know you're doing things the way that like your family has done it like honestly i i look at the way that my my mom cooks and she cooks exactly like my grandma like, like mm. all the techniques, like the mannerisms, like the way that she cuts things, like she cooks just like her, you know, so like when she asks when she tells me to do things in certain ways, it's not because I'm going to make bad food. I know that she like I'm sure she knows the food is going to taste the same, but it's like, you know, she wants to uphold the 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 value of like the art form of, of cooking and how beautiful it is when it follows like a, a family lineage, you know, and I'm I'm sure that she wants she wants to teach me recipes that she has learned from, you know, people or from people in her family, you know. So, I guess kind of like I get what you're saying like yeah, micromanaging is annoying. Um, mm-hmm. but but you know like that's that's like their their zone, you know? And like you want to be yeah. re- as respectful as possible. All right, the last one we got learned the bare minimum while I live with my parents and now it's chaotic now that I live alone. Mm. you remember you remember like that first like a week or two when you moved out how yeah how 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 egregious the the cooking process was
0: yeah it was just kind of like ramen you know right right just like fruits
1: crackers dirt (laughs) (laughs) sun (laughs)
0: chips (laughs) but i think you know that's that's the thing like there's there's two levels to it right there are the parents that want you to cook because they want you to have those life skills or they want you to like provide for the husband or whatever it is and they're also the parents that don't want you to do any job they don't want you to be in the kitchen because they want you to wholeheartedly be focused on just school right mm-hmm. and then once you do move out or once you are married like you just don't have any life skills so i think it's important to like encourage your kid to cook in a way that is healthy but it's also not like their self-worth isn't dependent on how much food they can make or how good their food is, you know. Right. Because it's important for them to be independent in a way where they can take care of themselves. All right. Now that we have finished our responses, do you have any 10-second advice, fella? Um, Put the Rubik's Cube down. Never. He's been holding the Rubik's Cube the whole episode, guys.
1: It's like, it's like my fidget spinner. You remember those? <laughs> I love those. I, I had one. I was big on that. Of big, course they were. Big, fidget, big fidget spinner <laughs> of course spinner. They were. i got a piece of advice treat your life like a movie some of y'all are too focused on treating other people's lives like movies
0: some mm. of y'all be like
1: oh my friend's doing this my friend's doing my friend's doing that yeah you know i i know the person that you know got into here i know the person make that you you why don't you do that thing why don't you know it's great that you're supporting your friends but I think a lot of people sacrifice their own work ethic in putting themselves in, like, their friend's situation. Be like, oh, like, I know that person, so, like, I'm connected to it. You know, like, mm. no, like, just because you're surrounded by people who are doing good things does not mean that you should slow down. You know, it does not mean that you should live vicariously through them. No, like, mm.
0: mm-hmm. like start doing it on your own. Spitting you know, cause, facts.
1: Because it'll feel a lot better when you do it on your own.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are just focused on other people's lives, right? Like my advice. Is,
1: sorry, sorry, sorry. I, <laughs> what the hell are you about to say? I, I, I keep uh, going. I keep going, but I'm not going to. You know, I, I cut it short. You know, life and Instagram. Ad- that's all I'm saying. All right, good
0: My piece of advice is, you don't have to become besties with everyone in your career field or passion field. Yeah, because. You feel like they're all in the same, you know, field as you. So you have to become friends with all of them because sometimes, you know, it's good to have like-minded people, but sometimes it's better to kind of detach yourself from your passions. Like when, when you're so entangled in everything that you love, where you make friends that are involved with what you love, your job is something that you love and it's your passion it's hard to like have a life disconnected from that you know and it's hard to actually it's hard to have passions that you remain to love right so you know just detach yourself from that right
1: detachment all right anyway thank you
0: so much for listening to our podcast episode please follow us on instagram and our tiktok follow mashun on instagram is at mashun munir and follow me on Instagram if you would like, at Labyrinth I also have a sale going on on Labyrinth where you can get your own South Asian gear to rep some of your roots. You can get some art. You can get some yeah. apparel. You can get some mugs, some accessories. Right. Right. Get your gifts for your friends and your loved Do ones. It. Ooh,
1: love gifts. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, for your secret Santa, put me on your yeah. list. <laughs> but we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you guys. Next week, Allah hafiz. Yeah. Happy
1: Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Happy this Thanksgiving. Is your, this is your Black Friday gift. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome.